Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Mean Girls Suck podcast, hosted by Ricky McKenna and Lake and Breitlinger, where we talk about whatever you want. In reality, we are two former mean girls sharing our experience with our enemies to besties friendship, female ADHD, and figuring out who we are. Well, hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to the Mean Girls Suck podcast. We are now Mean Girls and Boys Suck today. Hi, Jesse. Oh, Hi. you are our first boy guest. What up? So, this is our friend Jesse. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, you do everything. This is Jesse. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, but we, I, when we started the podcast, we had like a thought... And it was like, oh, we should have Jesse on the podcast. Yes. Because Jesse's very mean. Um, that is not why I thought so. I <laughs> thought Jesse would be a very funny guest to have on the podcast. Personally. I wouldn't have on there because he's mean. <laughs> um, I just follow the truth. Okay. <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist. You can't whisper when you're on a podcast, too. Am I whispering? You, you Yeah, whispering. hold the mic a little bit closer <laughs> to your mouth, at least. You can figure it out. All right. this. I believe it's in you. It's a cheap mic, is the thing, so that's why. I still feel <laughs> yeah, like a rapper. Yeah, you can with whisper, it. but um, we don't have nice microphones, so All that's right, why. Well, I will talk <laughs> in my outside voice. <laughs> outside voice. Um, I actually, we just got done talking about this. It's me and Jesse's three-year anniversary. Um, we met. I think it might be. Well, I met him before this, but this is like what really solidified our friendship. You got into a huge fight with our friend Ethan about Rush. Do you want to talk about how you feel about Rush? The greatest band ever. That's it? It's the greatest three-piece from Canada that you'll ever know. <laughs> they just make beautiful, beautiful music, and I don't feel like you really understand or want to understand. What about Nickelback? They're Canadian. <sighs> they're from a bad part of Canada. They're from... Wait, What's there's that? a bad part of Canada? Yeah, the part Nickelback's from. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> okay, so... Name what... one Nickelback album. Hmm... Yeah. Interesting. What makes Rush so good? They're just, they started a whole genre of music called prog rock. And prog rock? Prog rock, like Explain progressive prog rock. rock. Progressive rock. Okay. So they're so, like pushing boundaries that never been pushed before, just playing good music. Their singers, their bassists, and a key, he plays keyboard too. And they're telling stories. Their albums are stories. I'm sorry, concept albums? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh That's my god. I love a concept album. And they'll like we make were just al- talking about them on Saturday. Yeah. And they'll make albums about like, you know, kind of Dungeons and Dragons stuff and sometimes just flying through space. You're going to turn cool. Lakin into the biggest Rush fan. Oh, this is my only goal. This is the only reason I'm here. Is <laughs> turn Lakin into a Rush fan. <laughs> He's been working on it for what, like 10 years? <laughs> yeah. The first time I met Jesse, he was also talking about Rush. We were at Dylan Atherton's house. <laughs> First and last. And <laughs> <laughs> we were just all sitting on the couch and then they just go on this like hour tangent about Rush. Yeah, he was a, uh, the mine was him, was he fighting with Dylan or was he, Dylan No, was they were explaining together. Okay, yeah. uh, mine was an argument. Um, Jesse was nearly on top of the bar screaming at our friend Ethan about um, Rush. Who's, is it Tom Sawyer? Tom Sawyer is a great song. It's a, yeah. it's a popular song, but it's still it, a great song. It came up on my Snapchat memories today. And he said specifically, Tom Sawyer? Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite Rush album? Do you have a favorite? The Karis of Steel. What's your favorite song off that album? The Labyrinth. Why? 
Because it's like 18 minutes long of about these three travelers going to fight this evil spirit. And it's just like they go through every bit of their journey and turns into a different song every bit. There's like a narrator at the beginning of it telling them what's going on. And it's it's just good. That sounds really interesting. And Neil Peart is the greatest drummer of all time. I don't know. I don't listen to Rush. Well, you're wrong. He, he was looking at me like I was going <laughs> to... I don't really know drummers, so I'm going to just take your word on it. Um, but uh, sounds good. Tell us about Hellas Ohio. Hello. Oh. The new company that started. It is just a t-shirt brand, a clothing brand at this point right now. We are trying to do a brand off kind of like the Hells Ohio signed off of 71. Copying me. Kinda. This is where I confront you. (laughs) For context, I made Hells Real t-shirts like four or five years ago. I think Jesse owns one. I'm convinced he copied me because he wants to be me. But you didn't technically use the same term. It didn't. So. And I'm going farther with it. With because he didn't want me to designs. sue him. That you could couldn't <laughs> sue me off of that. That's public domain. Yeah. Is, is that public domain? A billboard? I don't know. Because the church owns it and they don't pay taxes. I don't know how that works, honestly. I don't yeah, know how that it's works weird. either. And honestly, they're just making a statement. Anybody can make a statement. Me and Lincoln were talking about asking our friends questions. And we have so many friends that are talented in so many different ways that we like, instead of Googling something, we like reaching out to our friends who would know the answer instead and asking them. We need a lawyer friend. That's like the one thing that's mm-hmm. missing from our circle of trust. Yeah. Have you we... seen our circle of trust? <laughs> you think any of us could be a lawyer? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We need to find one and add it into our circle of trust. I went through a phase where I wanted to go to law school. Alcoholic lawyer, where are you? <laughs> so what? So right now it's just clothing, t-shirts. Yeah, and we're um, we're moving it far farther. We're mostly want to stay in Ohio, do Ohio-based things with our t-shirts, and we do have a line coming. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but it's going to be like cryptids of Ohio. Ooh. But we're going to have local artists from Ohio doing the art for them. And kind of everybody gets to pick their favorite ones, and that's what's going to be on the next T-shirt. What do you mean cryptid? So like, you Ohio has its own Bigfoot called the Ohio Grassman. What? Oh. Okay. And then like <laughs> Bessie the Lake Erie Monster and stuff like that. What's the one from the Buckeye Lake? The fish. Benny the Bass is yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> I, Benny the Bass. We yeah. We see him in a tank every year. <laughs> yeah. He's real. Yeah. That's how the, it's, he's basically the gopher of Buckeye Lake, and then we all have a bar crawl for a bass. <laughs> okay. Try it. But that's interesting, though. Um, so who is working with you on Hellas Ohio? Um, I have a friend Mason, a friend Brandon, and a friend Nate working on Not That Nate. Not That Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Not That Nate. But uh, we are, we're all working together on it because I've, I've started another company with Mason before, and Brandon owns a record company and has a lot of bands, and Nate is actually in a band and has been touring a lot, too, and... We're all kind of passionate about the same thing, and we'll just keep it going, keeping something Ohio going. I coined a term that I recently saw on TikTok that I think that you thought would be interesting, and I found a lot of comfort in it, because I feel like there was never a word to describe the kind of stuff that me and you do. Um, This girl made a video, and it was saying, you have too many hobbies, and then it was like a bunch of videos, like what she does, it's like yoga and like a couple other things. And it was like, 
hashtag like multi-passionate. And I was like, what is that word? So I Googled it. It's somebody that just has a bunch of different careers and doesn't feel comfortable settling into one. Because every time somebody asks me what I do for work, I'm like, okay, I'm a hairstylist and I'm a photographer and I do a music magazine and I do a podcast. And they're like, how do you do all that? I said, all of it's part time. And I said, but it keeps me really stimulated. Mm-hmm. What was the word? Enrichment? Yeah. It, <laughs> it keeps you really enriched. <laughs> it keeps me enriched because like, I can flip-flop so easily between multiple creative outlets. And then I feel like it keeps me sharp. I don't know if... I, I don't think I'll get Alzheimer's. If anything, I'll just probably die from If vaping. we're on Adderall, yeah, probably we will. Don't it, say that. It increases your chances a lot. Okay. Well, then... <laughs> hey, I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to let you know. What do you, what do you think about that term? Do you think you fall into that too? Because you do... Because we always talked about it. We're like, we yeah. do like a million things. Because, I mean... Because people would always ask us what we do, and when we were together, like if we were meeting people, and we'd look at each other and just like, be like, a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. like, okay, sponsored skateboarder, run a clothing company, run a skateboard company. I have a day job, as, and I'm, I work for an environmental company. I yeah. run the skate park thing with doing uh, contests and stuff like that, just promoter of events and, you know, all-around fun guy. All around fun guy. So was this something where like your passions just developed into like monetized hobbies? <laughs> it wasn't even trying to make them to be a monetized thing. Right. It was kind of like it turned just... into it somehow. And mm-hmm. like some of it I might not make money off of, but I don't really care. I'm just kind of in it just to say I did and it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel cares? like more people should get into things not for a monetization purpose. Yeah. Like the, so the skate contest they throw every year, I don't make any money off of that. I technically lose money just from like throwing my own money in prizes, time, all that. But it's just fun to do. And like, I get to be an MC and yell at kids through a megaphone for three hours. Yeah. That's probably the funnest thing I get to do. I mean, also in just like contributing to the community in that way, it's not even like a selfish endeavor either where you're like, I'm doing this to, you know, love myself and have fun. Like you're giving people a a joy-filled day and... Yeah, I I got to do an interview on a radio station last year for it. We were in the Licking County Magazine for it and like, that's the coolest thing ever. And Mm -hmm. some people recognize me from doing it and I'm like, that's cool, man. Who won? You didn't pay attention. <laughs> if you don't know who won, you weren't paying attention to it, really. I've, I've gotten to go to every single one. I remember the first one I went to, I was like, can I bring my camera? Because it was COVID and I wasn't doing concerts or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want to go and take pictures. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. And then the next year, Jesse was like, can you come back and take pictures and I'll pay you? And I said, you're going to pay me? <laughs> this, I was just doing this for fun. Yeah. So I accidentally monetized one of my It hobbies. looks like a lot of fun. I'd really, I would really like to go. I wanted to go last year and um, didn't end up leaving my house. So. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't love me. Sorry. <laughs> it's funny because almost most of the people that show up tend to be like not even skateboarders. Like they're just like friends that mm-hmm. like just want to be there and like. You know, make it look like there's a big crowd, or not even make it look like, but like just be there to support yeah. like their friends who were skating and everything like that. Like a t- almost all of our friends came last year, and it was really nice. I think it shows from what I've seen um, a better side of Newark for the people that um, maybe rough it a little bit more than their rich people do. <laughs> yeah, because like I it's was on the down east side there. Too. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. down there when there was no park, and it was mm-hmm. like. Getting arrested for skateboarding, because I've been arrested for skateboarding many times. Yeah. And, like, it's nice that, because we have 
we have cop friends that will come down there and patrol the whole thing so nothing goes down. They're like, no, this is like yeah. for the city. He's doing something good. We're doing something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I it just th- gives a better, like, sheds a better light on it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's a really important thing to do. Yeah. So Jesse's crazy like me and has like 27 things that he does. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you like the term multi-passionate? Yeah, that's a cool term. It gives me comfort that there's like a term for it. I've never heard that before. I was like, oh, like there's other people that are like us. Because you are the only other person that I've met that does not even like, not to be like, I do so much, but that has like so many aspirations. And like, you're the only one that's like, I started this because I wanted to do it. It's framed like a business, but I don't care if I make money off of it because just, it's my hobby. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, like we when do I make money. When I started mainstream, I started it because I wanted it to be my job and I wanted it to be a business. And then post COVID, I was like, this isn't gonna work out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now I strictly approach mainstream as a hobby, and I like it so much more now. Yeah. That I'm not worried about numbers or advertising or business. Like, I don't even really sell shirts anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just, like, to help pay for, like, website domains and hosting and stuff like that. Um, but now it's just, like, I just like going to concerts for fun. I don't do a lot of paid shoots in general mm-hmm. anymore. And I haven't since COVID because I'm, like, I don't know. I think I did photography so long yeah. that I eventually got to the point where I was, like, I don't even... Like, I like, I love photography, but I hate doing a paid shoot. Yeah. Where I'm not, like, in creative control. Unless it's, like, one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I really only shoot with my friends now. That's or totally if it's something sense. I'm excited about. Like, the last paid shoot I did was last month. I only do them, like, once a month now. And it was this guy because he was proposing to his girlfriend. Super cute. That's cute. Oh my I know. And then, so, let's move on to... But isn't that the worst thing ever when your hobby turns into a job? Yeah. And then you I'm, just don't even love it anymore. You yeah, just... I've ruled it back. It's definitely it's definitely a fun hobby though. I think some like there's a part of me that has like a forever aspect to things. Like when I find something I really enjoy and something I like, I want to do it forever. But that's not realistic. I've just I think I've been doing photography so long and I kept doing it because it was like, oh, I love this thing. I want to have it forever. And you're going to have different interests throughout your entire life. And I've, I've learned to accept that things come and go. I just like have such a permanence about things. It's like, oh, I like that. Keep it there. This is yeah. who I am. I identify with this. And But things come and go. Like, I mean, you don't really do that much with Element anymore, do you? The skate brain that you had? Almanac a little bit. Almanac, Element. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, is I'm it, sorry. Is it Element like the shoes or something? Yeah, I miss uh, <laughs> Almanac. Yeah, That's no, embarrassing. But... Yeah, we actually, yeah, because we have two new graphics dropping in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. So, like, that still happens. It's just very slow and, like... Your focus isn't on it. I want to say my focus isn't on it. The focus is always there. It's just there's a lot of other things going on, like, you know, having a kid, doing that, like... Future girl dad. Future yeah. girl dad. There's just other things going on, and it sucks that people might miss out on something, but, you know... This is my life. I get to control it. Yeah. Let's get you canceled. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That that took a turn. (laughs) So now that you know Jesse, Jesse has... Strong opinions. Strong opinions (laughs) on mental health and what I go through. But I will say, before we get into it, you, anytime I've talked to you when I've been down and upset, he's given me very short, very harsh, realistic answers 
like one sentence and they have greatly impacted my life every single time. Look at me go. Mm-hmm. So you, there's been times where Jesse has alluded to the fact that he doesn't believe in mental health <laughs> <laughs> or mental illness. There's, there's been um, times where you've said, just go outside. <laughs> Get some more sun. And when I, when I went on medication, he was very much against it. Cause he said, I don't want you to change who you are, which was an insane person. And I think Jesse just, Liked me crazy because I was fun. That's who you are. That's <laughs> So, do you... I'll, I guess I'll ask you this. We'll start off kind of easy. If one of your friends were to come to you and say, I'm very much struggling right now. I think I'm depressed. What do you think I should do? What would be your answer to that? I guess there would be a line of questioning. Okay. Why do you think you're depressed? What has changed in your life where you're not happy anymore? And what do you think that you should do to bring back the joy that you're missing out on? Okay. Let's say I answer, say, I think I'm depressed because I have depression. That's reiterating the same thing you just said before. You're not, no, it's not. Yes, it, it is to me. No. Have you been going outside as recently? Exactly. <laughs> okay, but it's, it starts from that. Have you been going outside? Have you been doing the same kind of routine thing over and over, just going to work, going home, watching Netflix, maybe going to the bar? If you get into a rut like that, yeah, you're going to be depressed because nothing's changing. You're not doing anything new. You have to keep stimulating your mind to do new things. I'm going to a rodeo Saturday, and I can't wait. I went to the rodeo. That's what our last podcast yeah. was on. So, do you think that, so first you said, like, has anything changed? Do, do you mean that, like, in a negative way or, like, a positive way? Usually in that kind of sense, if you're thinking you have, like, you're saying you had depression, it would mostly be a negative thing. Did something change where you're not able to do something or you have to work more or do something less? Like, what is going on in your life right now? There's got to be a change. Something happened or maybe there was no change. Maybe you were not going out. Maybe you're not going on dates or something like that. Or maybe your significant other isn't like talking to you how you want them to talk to you anymore. There's something that's going on. There's always, it's always related to one to three things. You just got to kind of break it down and figure it out. What are those one to three things usually? For who? Me or you? What, you're going to analyze me? No, uh, no, no, I'm not saying. <laughs> you asked the question, like, if, if I felt like I was, like, depressed... Yeah, well, generally, like, what are, do you think are the one of three things that people struggle with the most? I feel like people get into ruts with either just going to work and coming home and watching Netflix or watching something on TV. I think that is one of the biggest things that, with this, this how our generation is right now, that's the main thing we do. Because you can ask any, what have you been watching on Netflix? You can have a 10-minute conversation about that right now. I sure could. <laughs> <laughs> Feel yeah. like people don't go outside anymore and do things because we are prone to staying inside and just like doing whatever. And that's kind of, it kind of sucks. Like if you stay inside and I know it was winter, I stayed inside a lot. It sucked. I hated it. But usually during winter, I try to pick up other hobbies or do other things. So I feel like that's when people should try to learn new skills too. And I mean, seasonal affective disorder is a real thing. And, yeah, no, and you I, know, like, that's exactly like what I think. The whole like get some sun. I was deficient in vitamin D for years. Apparently, I'm now working on it. But like, I mean, those have a significant effect on your mental health. And taking a vitamin D supplement to get it back up, like 
maybe didn't cure me. I don't have clinical depression, to be honest. Like, I did feel better, though. Like, oh, you yeah. know, it, like, a lot of it relies on, like, those balances wherever you get the source from. And I think circumstantial, circumstantial depression is a huge one for me in particular. So it really resonates with me, the whole, what are you doing to help yourself? Because a lot of times I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And, like, that's exactly where it comes from. So a friend like Jesse, who would help you kind of, like, face yourself and figure out those steps a lot of times I just won't tell the truth to myself yeah I I'll think blame everyone else instead uh like the first summer that Jesse got out of like a long-term relationship we were out like almost every day mm-hmm. and I was hanging out with Jesse like almost every day and like you know you go through like seasons in your life obviously we don't hang out every day anymore we we've both grown substantially but I remember the summer that I met him, um, we were constantly like outside. We were constantly doing things. You were taking me off places that I've never been before. You know, you were picking out places because it was during COVID, so there wasn't a lot to do, but Jesse would always find things to do. He'd find like a state park that had something cool he wanted to go see. So, or like something like that, and he would plan a trip. You drove to Washington DC for a day and stuff like that. I couldn't go because I had to work. But. Yeah, and that, to ever to that, I left at midnight <laughs> from the bar because I was because I was like, oh, if we leave right now, when we get there, you'll be able to see the sunrise of the Lincoln Memorial, and it will be the most beautiful thing ever. That is and insane person talking. No, no, no way would go. No, what? So I drove alone. <laughs> Who cares? But that was the most insane sunset. I mean, sunrise I've ever seen because it was like super pink and like that picturesque kind of sunrise you see that's what i wanted like Mm -hmm. in that little moment i was like all right that was was worth the six hour drive driving at midnight from the bar yeah there yeah yeah and to be fair like some of my favorite memories are like random places that i've been with jesse Mm -hmm. so we always call it like doing jesse shit (laughs) but do you ever have like do you ever get depressed like do you ever feel down do you ever do you think that you deal with mental health here's the thing though do you have anxiety i (laughs) think we're overusing or misusing the terms depressed and anxiety because I think people in general or like in this conversation in general in general I think people just want an extra label to feel a little bit more validated because when you say I'm sad they're like just do something to make yourself happy but if you use the term depressed then suddenly everyone's like you know, at your beck and call. It, tur- it turns on a whole different connotation of the term. Exactly. And it's like, oh, you need help, do this, instead of like, hold on, let's talk for 10, 20 minutes and figure out why this might be. And we might be able to do something very simple, like, let's just go to the park. When's the last time you saw something new? Yeah. But I feel like people are still afraid to do something new because it might not turn out how they want it to turn out. Yeah. The greatest thing I've ever learned in my life is... Mistakes are not bad. Mistakes are meant to be made because you only can learn from them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a thing that everybody kind of needs to learn. You should be making mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, you're not learning anything. Yeah, I would say I still haven't learned that lesson. <laughs> I'm very much afraid of mistakes and consequences, which is what holds me back in life quite frequently. Um, so, yeah, that's. I just feel like even though this might sound shitty to say to whoever's listening, like... You might not be depressed. You might just not be willing to help yourself first. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I I back that up too because there is a certain amount of responsibility that comes with managing your own mental health, just like your own physical health. 
Um, it's like people will people will hold themselves accountable for how they are physically. Like, oh, I haven't been to the gym. I gained weight. But it's like I haven't been... I haven't been to my therapist. I haven't been checking in with myself. Mm-hmm. I haven't been taking care of myself. Um, I'm just, I'm just sad, you know? And yeah. they, and it's like they accept it. But, like, I feel like any time where, like, there's certain friends that I have where, like, I've been, like, they're, like, oh, my gosh, I'm having a panic attack. I have so much anxiety. Or, oh, my gosh, I'm so depressed. Um, I'm dealing with, like, trauma or something like that. And then I come at them with Jesse's point of view. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. And they're like, no. And like, <laughs> and I think no. it's because there's a certain amount, just like getting physically healthy, there's a certain amount of accountability when it comes to being mentally healthy, too. And yeah. Nobody wants to and take nobody wants to take that it accountability for themselves. Because well, you have to face your mistakes to do it. Also, though, <laughs> think about where we're at post-pandemic with TikTok on the rise. The stock that you get online from being in this weird oppression Olympics that everybody's playing. Like... It is it's the, exhausting. It's the, it's the next new trend. Yeah. Like, hell, I have more I have more of this than you. I have mm-hmm. more than this than you. Like, feel bad for me and watch me. Like, that's so weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. How do you... So how do you manage your own mental health? Do Because you, you never talk about it. Like, um, at least... Well, maybe you have a couple times, but never in, like, a negative. I feel like people tend to only brag when they're upset. You always brag kind of when you're happy or you're doing really good. But when you're upset, you kind of disappear. And I always wonder, like, how you take care of yourself when you're down. I would say, usually, if I know I'm not in a good mood or, like, I'm not feeling up to it, why am I going to go out and put that out into the world? I'm not going to go out to the bar because usually people go to the bar when they're depressed. Honestly, I like going to the bar when I'm in a good mood. I want to drink and have fun with my friends or whoever's there. Yeah. Having fun. I'm not going to go bring somebody else down with my bad time because that's not fair to anybody else. You didn't come out to hear about my bad time. Mm-hmm. You came out to just be out in the world. That's not yeah. fair. Have we you, talked about that on a previous episode. Yeah. Have you always felt, though, like it's never been your friend's responsibility to manage your upsets? It's nobody's responsibility. It's my responsibility. That's. I'm not going to rely. It sucks to say I'm not going to rely on anybody else to make me happy. Did that come, though, like, at a point, or, like, have you always felt that way, or did something happen that you were like, fuck this? I think I just kind of realized it. I want to equate it back to, like, just skateboarding, because with skateboarding, you make your own worth. Mm -hmm. If you want to get good, you have to do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. If you want to be happy, you have to do it by yourself. And you can't rely on people because it's not a team sport. You can do it with people, but, like... They're not going to ma- inherently make yeah, you Yeah, they're not going to carry you. Yeah, so yeah. you have to carry yourself. And I guess I just kind of put that with life in general. Like, mm-hmm. if I want to be happy, I have to make myself happy. I have to do this, do that, make myself happy. And yes, i found people that do make me happy. And right. I will always, okay, you want to hang out, I'm going to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Because you do inherently make me happy. I want to hang out with you. You make me laugh. I make you laugh. Why shouldn't we hang out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, look straight, just, I look straight. You right right like, <laughs> and Jesse are just a ball of giggles. Yeah. <laughs> For context, I don't know if I mentioned this yet. He's wearing a ski mask right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think people do rely on other people so much where it hurts them in the long run, where they don't know how to be happy by themselves. You never learn yeah. how to self-soothe. 
Yeah, like, yeah. honestly, I love hanging out by myself, doing whatever. It does not bother me. Yeah. I can, I'll laugh out loud, like, crazily <laughs> by myself, thinking of jokes or just watching TV mm-hmm. by myself. Nobody else even knows it's happening. Yeah. It's still one of the funnest times. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I can sit with somebody, watch some dumb reality show, and have the same amount of fun and just joy from it, because we're both on the same kind of wavelength, and, like, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, um, in a previous episode, we talked about that, about my, like, 180 that I did in, like, the past year to where when I was down and depressed, I would just go out and get drunk because, like, having the satisfaction of, like, having friends and people to talk to made me feel better, but it was actually, like, super self-destructive. So now, when, I don't even know what I do when I'm down anymore, I usually just try and do something that makes me happy that doesn't involve substances. Yeah. <laughs> do you have an outlet for, like, anger? Or just to, I don't, like, forget about things? That, that's what... The, we talked about this before. I don't really feel anger that much. Um, at least I don't feel it in the way that normal people do. When now... And I, I think that I've just become soft, but in a good way. Like, I've, I've really grown into, like, my femininity and being a woman. And just kind of, like, I think now I have more empathy... And almost like a motherly approach to things to where when people hurt me, I just feel bad for them. Um, and it's not that I'm like, I, I tend to not hold things against people. Because when I'm angry, it's normally directed at someone doing something to me that makes me angry. Um, I get angry about news in the world and stuff like that. But I'm also very thankful. I have a pretty easy life, like with my dogs and stuff. Um, my reaction when I'm angry is I just cry. Mm-hmm. I just get sad and I cry. Um, and if my anger is directed at a certain person, I'm like, well, that fucking sucks. They probably did this because of X, Y, Z. But I'm also getting to a point where I don't care about as many people anymore. And that's really shitty to say. But it's but, the greatest feeling you're ever going to yeah. have. I always yeah. said, for years now, I've said I want to be like Jesse, where I don't care as much as I do right now in this moment. I wish, and I would tell you that all the time too, and I'd be like, I wish I didn't care about this. I wish that this didn't bother me. But over the past, I'd say probably six months or so, I've definitely been in my like protecting my peace era. Like I've been at home hanging out with my dogs and that's usually where I am. I go out and like probably hang out with people once or twice a week and I'm not missing out on life, but I'm going out and I'm hiking Mm -hmm. and you know, hanging out with my homies, uh, in positive ways, recording podcasts, watching UFC fights. And I really enjoy that. And I feel really at peace and it doesn't give a lot of opportunity for people to hurt me anymore. (laughs) My outlets are normally like, I don't know. I'll play like video games. (laughs) I'll play play, like video games or like, um, I'll just cleaning product productivity really helps my mood. Like today I had, well, I had a friend pass away yesterday And I found out about it. Today I was pretty down about it. So I cleaned my entire house. So usually doing chores and being productive is a really good outlet for me. And then you guys are like, why is your house so clean? I'm like, I'm doing terribly mentally. (laughs) I'm actually really down right now. So my house is super clean. Yeah. Um, So I think it's safe to say you do believe in mental health. (laughs) In a sense, I think people use it as a crutch way too much. I totally agree with you. Because I've... Been one oh, of those I do people, too. Honestly, it's, yeah, people will literally do the most fucked up shit and be like, "I have trauma," and I'm like, "You just shot somebody. What do you?" What do you like? Yeah, yeah, but everybody has trauma. It's just mm-hmm. like we don't always talk about our trauma. We could have a a trauma off and 
Yeah, it's not trauma Olympics over yeah, here. Yeah, it, it could be the worst thing anybody's ever heard. Like, no one knows what I've been through. I don't know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you've been through. We've all seen very messed up things. Yeah. yeah. I've been through messed up things. At our age, especially, we've all been through something that should put us through therapy. The competition of it all, instead of using it as a way to bring people together, is like what upsets me because I feel like I can't voice when I'm doing poorly. Yeah. Because when I'm doing the most. You feel bad. Yeah, when I'm doing the worst, it it's silly because it's related to my hormonal cycle. I have PMDD, and so, like, every three to four weeks, I'll just be suicidal for about eight days. And it sucks, and it's really hard, and I don't know why I would bring it up to anyone. Because it's, what are they going to do? Be yeah. like, no, no, don't do that. Like, sure, yeah, of course, I have animals to take care of, and I have a life to live and it's frustrating because you know you'll feel better after. So I have to implement these extra self-care remedies until it passes. What's the point of going on Facebook and telling everyone? Yeah. For them to give me sympathy? Uh, I, was, I don't want your sympathy. The funny, the fun, best thing I ever did was get rid of most of social media. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up, actually. Because I, you're... What makes me think that you're like really cool? Because I've always thought that you were really cool. Like oh, since the first you. time I met don't you, guess you know how much I like. I am in anime and stuff. I am a nerd. I don't think that matters. I still think you're a cool person. Anime, anime's cool now. Yeah. I used to watch anime in middle school and I got bullied. Now everybody thinks that Jesse's <laughs> cool for it. What makes me find you so appealing and so cool is the fact that you're so authentically yourself, and you always have been. The first time I met you, the first time Ricky met you, you were talking about a band that you love that nobody really talks about enough. And you're like, fuck you, this band's amazing. And that night we talked about anime at the bar because I don't know anything about anime. And you're also not oversharing online. And I... That is the, honestly... I love that about you. I wish I didn't share as much. The weirdest thing to me about just people today how they will throw their whole lives out in a paragraph on facebook we were just talking about somebody who has been doing that for forever (laughs) and like i will just that's why i got all like cool i have snapchat and instagram Mm -hmm. and instagram like i'll post a photo when something kind of cool happens or i have a cool shirt on Yeah. yeah when did the highlight reel become the highlight of everybody's trauma and upset yeah. like i want to see the good things I that's and that's what i think it's supposed to be like why do you want to show everybody these bad times and then like oh here's 10 bad photos oh look i went outside today on a hike with my dogs that's mm-hmm. your one good thing like yeah no bring back that are you talking happiness. about me <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's oddly specific <laughs> but like you know the people that are like that though all the time yeah. they're just kind of I am always down and like your life. I'm so, like, I don't People just I don't love know. to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like they want to bring other people down with their misery because misery loves company. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, be you can be happy. Like, you yeah. can change anything. Like, stop going to the bar so much. Stop drinking so much. Just if you don't like your job, get another job. I actually just watched this really cool thing, too. Um, we do these, like, they're, like, LinkedIn continuing education things for work because I'm corporate. Um, and it was talking about, like, finding purpose at work because they know we're corporate and they know how miserable corporate can be. And it was really interesting because they're, like, you know, not everybody can just, like, pick up and move their job. There's financial constraints. But there's always a way to implement things into your daily life that will give you purpose in your job. 
And I think everybody should try and do that personally. Yeah. I mean, I was fortunate enough to wear... I, I did work a corporate job and I hated it, so I went off and did hair. <laughs> but, you know, not everybody can do that. But I've always been a person where I didn't think about it, where I just kind of just, if I wanted to do something, I just did it. And I'm the opposite, though. Yeah. So a lot, of, almost all of me relies on finding purpose in work. I, I've always thought that, like, if I do a job that's meaningful and I love then I'm doing something. I've never cared about hobbies because I've always thought I just need that perfect job that will fill, fulfill me all the time. And now that I have the perfect job, I'm now taking courses on how to find fulfillment in it. And, and I, I think that's a big problem too. People mm -hmm. think that work is the end all be all. Yeah. It shouldn't be. That's a part of your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, so I drive a truck for an environmental company. Mm -hmm. I'm still doing things, listening to podcasts, listening to like YouTube videos. I was like, I have my job and that's cool, but like you have to have things outside of your job. And I work with people that this job is their whole life. Mm -hmm. And I realize yeah. that. And that honestly does make me sad. Like you don't do anything except for go wake up, go to work, go home, think about work and then how, what you're going to do the next day. And like, there's a yeah. point you do need to think about work and like, all right, how can I better myself in this and that, whatever. But like, there's so many people that don't have real hobbies or anything. It yeah. And, and you and I talk about it all the time. It is so insane to me that people don't do anything except for go to work. It That, that absolutely floors me. And I, I know that not everybody has the energy or the capability or the endurance to do things like after work. But usually you get two days off. And it, it's just like the only thing that you... It, it, it's so... I understand why there's so many people that hate their fucking lives because they're going and working a job that they can't stand and they're not happy at. And then they sit in front of a TV or their phone for eight hours and then just go to bed. Yeah. It's, it's so insane It's literally to me. circling back to breaking the habit of circumstance. You know? Yeah. Like, you, you just got to try something different. Get out of the rut. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. you're not willing to get out of the rut, I'm never going to feel bad for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you it, have to be willing to try. If there's something else holding you back, makes sense. It's you also have to be willing to try. A lot of people think that they don't have control over their lives, um, and a lot of people, I, I, we've talked about this a number of times, but I think a lot of people too, put too much onto their like partner, um, whether that be like romantic, long term, platonic, whoever you're close to, whoever's like your number one in life. People put way too much pressure and put way too much into that person to where your life becomes constantly fulfilled with taking care of them or being obsessed with them. And that's then what movies do. Yeah. Movies yeah. and media do that where like, no, you post you you both are supposed to be two separate people yeah. mm -hmm. into one thing. Not mm -hmm. like you're here and then I need to be all the way over here with you. Like, yeah. if that makes you happy, cool if you guys can work like that. But you should be two separate people in one spot doing something to bring you both together at all times. Yeah. And, and like, it, just be happy together. And I know so many people that get stuck in that rut, too. Um, like, I'll go out without Jed and people are like, where's Jed? And I'm like, at home? We don't do everything together. Um, and it, it, it's just like... I really appreciate people who have a long-term partner that can go off and do things on their own but people also let that it lets them hold it back from hobbies and it lets them hold them back from doing things because it's like oh i'm going to go to this concert i can't go because my partner doesn't like this band 
And, or like, I, you know, like there's, I've literally heard people say that. Or like, I don't want to go because I can't go without this other person. And it's like so jarring to me that people, and it's not even romantic partners, like people who have really close friendships, because I've been a victim of this with past friendships that I've had. Um, I had a really way too close codependent relationship to where I wouldn't go out and do things that that person didn't want to do because I wanted to spend time with that other person. And I think, like you said, it's a matter of self-accountability. And I think so many people have lost their independence and they don't even know that they're so capable of doing whatever they want, but they still just come home and they, you know, like you said, they just watch Netflix and it's like, People don't, people get so codependent on not only their jobs, their romantic partners, everything. They get so stuck, almost like a fly trap that they just, they don't even know that they can like crawl out of it. And I don't. They come home and literally wait for the other person to get home. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand why people don't realize that they can do whatever they want. And I don't know what causes that in people. I don't know if it's codependency, but like, it, it, it's so strange that. They have nothing else going on yeah that's the thing it's, it's so it's, it's like, every person you think about in that situation yeah does that person have anything else really going on yeah do they it's do like they anything could, they could do something and it, it it's it's just like it's so strange to me that so because like i've also well what couple do we know that's really good at that i think shayla and andres are very good at being their own person too mm-hmm. and they've been together a very long time and they're very close and they're a really good couple but they both go do their own things and they both have their own hobbies and they, they, you know, Shayla has like her girls nights and stuff like that. And I think that's a really good example of like a couple that we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, another couple that I know that I don't, I think you know Beth, but my mm-hmm. friends Beth and Jordan, they'll go out and do their own thing all the time. Yeah. And they're, they both, and, but they like, they come home at the end of the night and they have really good communication and they have really good boundaries. But I think that people really just let things hold them back and they don't realize that you're literally capable of doing whatever you want. And that might stem from a thing of jealousy. I can't trust that person out doing their own thing. And at that point, you're probably in the wrong relationship. Yeah. yeah. If you can't trust your significant other to go out and just go have fun with the night for the night with their friends or wherever they're going, then there's a problem there. Yeah. Like yeah. me and Heidi are good. Like when we went on vacation last, um, last year, I drove to Philadelphia for two days without her, and then she flew into D.C., and I was in Philadelphia just kind of hanging out with my cousin and mm-hmm. his friends. There's no, there was nothing to worry about, Yeah. and then she came, and then we had did her own thing. I'll go to concerts all the time without her because she's not into that music. Why would she want to go if she's not into it? Yeah. But she's not, she doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. People get like that with their siblings and their families as well. They get way that like I I think I think the main root cause that kind of went on a rant about relationships, but I think the main root cause is just a lack of independence with everybody. People are so I go to concerts by myself all the time, like you do too. It's so much better by yourself. Like you get to leave when you want. You get to do whatever whatever you want want. and meet new people. Do you know how many people I tell them I'm like, oh yeah, I went by myself. They're like, you went to a concert by yourself, and there's just like a huge lack of independence because. I'm not going to let anybody hold me back. Nobody wants to go. I'm still going to go. Like, <laughs> like when I was talking with the DC trip I went on. Like, yeah. Nobody wanted to go. I'm not going to not go. Yeah. Remember I went to Chicago by myself? Yeah. If Your ass didn't go with me. You said you would go with me. And then yeah, you didn't I fucking could, go. I'm go. so mad at you. I'm so <laughs> mad. 
That was two years ago. I'm still mad. He's like, yeah, I'm down to go. This and then like two days before, I'm like, hey, <laughs> are we going to Chicago on Friday? And you're like, no. <laughs> what? Que- I wanted you to ask us questions too. You want me to ask you questions? Yeah, I because I I feel like I thought you would want to. You didn't. I, I thought you would know. get excited. This is the you've changed. So now I want to ask a question. After every time, like after everything we've talked about so far, how do you feel about medication? Oh my God! Yes, we totally forgot to touch on that. I think a medication is it's a very touchy touchy subject because it changes people, mm-hmm. and I feel like people are meant meant to be the way they are. Don't change that and if it changes your personality which most of the time it does that's wrong like Mm -hmm. why do you want to change yourself you should be happy with yourself and if people aren't happy how you are they're not really your friends so from somebody who just started medication for something that was debilitating to me does it make you feel any different to know that it has had a positive impact on my life and maybe I'm not as impulsive or dramatic about things, I'm seeing a positive impact in my life. Does that change your opinion any? Knowing that if somebody's cool with it, are you, is it still a no? Are you, are you're cool with it, you've seen a positive impact in your life, mm-hmm. then my opinion does not matter. Because that is the number one thing. No one else's opinion matters at all. That's honestly always going to be my thinking. Mm-hmm. But if it, you know it's helping you and you know you're better from it, yeah, do your thing. Mm-hmm. I can't stop you. Yeah. You should not let my opinion have any way on whatever you're doing. It sure doesn't. But I do appreciate that you're <laughs> saying, like, at the end of the day, like, my opinion about you doesn't really yeah, hold up to honestly, how you feel. Yeah, because honestly, I'm going to still still feel the same exact way I do about you. Mm-hmm. I know we're friends. Mm-hmm. I know we can hang out anytime. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter as long as you're happy. Mm-hmm. Because this is the shittiest thing I'm ever going to say. I do not care what anybody thinks about me. <laughs> at all. Ricky, Lake, and you could both hate me. <laughs> it would not matter. I do. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> and that's cool because, like, honestly, no one's opinion is going to change anything. Yeah. And it sounds very bad. No, it doesn't. But you know I both. I love you both. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be friends. We can he hang out anytime. Time. No. Hold on. Uh, uh, every clip time it. He, clip it. <laughs> <laughs> he said it on record. Every time uh, Jesse says he loves me, he's like, fuck <laughs> You know, like I let it out. I really appreciate that though, um, because I totally get what you're saying. Because medication, it will change people. It'll change yeah, their personalities. Yeah, and I've, I've seen it change people. Yeah. And it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's obvious you're coming from a place of care, not from a place of all medicine is bad. Yeah. You know, which I think is most important to put out there is that you just want people to be themselves in whatever way they function. Yeah. Best. You want people to be authentic to themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like that's a big problem people are not authentic they're pandering to something or trying to be something they saw in the media that is the main thing they're trying to be this cool edgy thing that they see and that's what they want to portray it's like you know that's not you just be you because i'll be telling me to be himself and be authentic while he's wearing a full ski mask (laughs) take the mask off this is is me you know this is me this is exactly what i would do any other time if you want to be this nerdy dude that likes to skateboard and watch anime all day and like watch Seinfeld because it's the greatest show ever, I totally Ricky, disagree. Ricky Seinfeld is great. 
I said I didn't like. I said I didn't want to watch Seinfeld on mushrooms, and that's where we're at. Now I'm anti-Semitic. <laughs> I would absolutely call the cops on myself if I ended up watching Seinfeld on mushrooms. <laughs> that would spiral me. Guess who was put in that situation? <laughs> but, um, but so now. I did, you went you were with me when I picked up my first Adderall prescription. Do you remember that? No. We ran into each other at Kroger. At oh like eight yeah. Eight o'clock in the morning because you were leaving to go somewhere and I was picking up my prescription. I was leaving to go see the Swedish metal band in Cleveland. Yeah. Because I was getting sushi in the morning. Yeah, and oh, I was. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. I got, we got sushi at like ten a.m. And um, I remember he you were like, "Don't go on meds," and I was like, "Why?" And you were like, because I don't want you to change yourself. I was the most insane, impulsive, erratic, literal fucking crackhead. And Jesse loved it. Because that's how, that's how you were. And like, if people that's don't, just who you were. If people don't appreciate like how you are normally. I didn't appreciate it. And okay. I was honestly, dying. <laughs> if, you, if you think it's done better for you, I'll backtrack on it. It is good. Look at me. Look at me. Look at my your habits. Habits. But think it, about how much you've changed your habits since then as well, which I think yeah. also contributes to what he's saying. So if it's yeah. good, if it's good for you, and you think it's good for you, I can't say a thing. Yeah, I'm I think just, it's a, a middle ground kind of balancing act. Yeah, I'm going to give you my opinion mind. always because, like, you know, it's free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, circling back, what questions did you want to ask me and Lake to wrap stuff up? I'm curious <sighs> because I thought. I thought you'd be like, I get to ask you questions? I I put that little segment in there for you. I guess the thing that we didn't get to touch on that was in the outline. What does Ricky think of Jesse? Yeah, what does Ricky think of Jesse? Oh my god, yeah. So I have, I actually told Heidi this and not you. Which is funny. I voiced... Going behind my back. (laughs) Yeah, I talk so much shit behind your back, but it's always good. Um, (laughs) I think, well, I, I mean, I guess we have been kind of talking about it. The, the part of you, there's a lot of things about you that I look up to that I really appreciate that I've learned from you and our friendship, because I've only known you like three or four years, but our friendship has been very impactful on my life, even in passing. Um, so like you and I go through this cycle where we hang out really heavy for a couple months and then we don't speak to each other for two months, but we never complain about it and we never question, oh, are we still friends? We, I always know that you're going to be my friend and that I'm always going to be your friend. So we have a very low maintenance friendship. We don't need to talk every day, but I can not talk to you for two months and then call you out of the blue and then we'll talk on the phone for three hours almost. Um, and that I always really appreciated that you don't need to have me constantly be around and that there's no insecurities with our friendship. And that's always really inspired me. That kind of like relaxed and laid back connection, but we're also super close. And I can tell you anything. And I have. And the attitude that you have when I come to you with like an issue is always something that I needed to hear, but I like didn't think that it was the answer. And it's so obvious. So it's always so simple and so direct and so forward and obvious when you help me on anything. And it's almost like, you know how like when you smoke weed and everything is just like makes sense. You're like, oh my God, right. That was the answer. That's how I feel when I come to you with problems and your attitude when you're just like, why are you letting this bother you? And usually I'm just overthinking a situation and then you make it so much more clear. It's almost like you boil down everything to the simplest point for me. 
And having those conversations with you and building that connection with you has helped me take that into my own life. So now when I'm faced with something, I'm like, this really isn't that big of a deal. This doesn't matter. Why do I care so much what this other person thinks about me? And I realized the majority of my anxieties and my insecurities were coming from other people's opinion of me. And it's really hard when you have a lot of friends and they're constantly dogging on you or, you know, they're telling you or trying to convince you that you're something that you're not or you're dealing with whatever kind of situation with them. And to know, like, to have Jesse in the back of my head being like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they think about you. Literally, it doesn't matter. And so like all the time, if somebody makes me upset, I literally hear your voice in the back of my head going, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. So all of those simple, straightforward answers that you always gave me when I was upset, like over the years have stuck with me. And I always think back when I'm dealing with a complicated situation and now it's a habit of mine and it's changed me for the better. So your friendship and knowing you has changed me long term. And will probably stick with me the rest of my life because it's getting to a place point where it's not Jesse's voice anymore and it's me. And it's like, oh my God, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. This is so cool. (laughs) It's like you passively trained me to be more independent and to be more sure of myself and to be less insecure and to not worry what other people think about me. And even when we're not directly hanging out and if I see you in passing and you're wearing a cool outfit, I'm like, oh my God, why the fuck do I care so much what I look like and what other people think about me? Jesse doesn't give a fuck. Look how happy he is. So I've learned from you and I've looked up to you and I've been inspired by you in your attitude towards, towards everything. And of course you make mistakes. Of course you fuck up. Everybody does. But you're somebody that I really look up to because from my point of view, it's like, okay, he's got it. Like, I want that. And I've just trained myself over time to be like you. That's now, let me ask you this. How much do you think that's messed up for things for me in my life, being so blunt and honest and saying what I would think is the obvious thing to people who aren't ready to hear that. I mean, you've probably had a lot of failed relationships, but there are things that you do with malicious intent, but I would say probably like 90 (laughs) (laughs) percent. Fair. Fair. I would say about 90% of the things you do are with good intention. And I can say that confidently. And I can't say that about a lot of people. You're not a malicious person. You just, you don't have a good understanding of boundaries. I know that that's probably impacted you and affected you. And you're, and like, I don't want to shit on you because this is a lift you up podcast. Shit on me. No, you you get, you get two minutes. You've let, you've let your ego really tear you down and affect you. You almost went to jail and lost your job because you didn't think a parking ticket in the Grand Canyon applied to you. <laughs> you thought that a parking ticket was like, no, we're fine. Below I don't, me. I, it's below me. So you've definitely let your ego kind of like impact you in a number of ways when it comes to like your personal relationships. Um, I'm sure that you've had failed friendships and issues with people, but again, you're not somebody that holds resentment and like, just like us, like we've had issues before and then we just waited out and you told me, you're always like, I don't accept apologies. I wait for people to do better. And as long as that person takes what you says or what you said and they do better and they work on them and improve themselves, you're always there at the end of the day to forgive them. And I think anytime I think there's probably only been once or twice where you said something to me that I didn't appreciate or you let your ego get in the way and impact our relationship. 
but you always, you never apologized to me and you made it up with, to me and understood like, hey, I don't like that and changed your behavior. Um, and that's always something I really appreciated too. You do everything without narrating it. And you don't announce things. You prove everything with your actions. But I feel like you're also capable. You don't need to be held accountable for things. Usually you eventually learn that was the wrong thing to do. Um, you do. Yeah. You run with your ego. I think, I think that your ego is your biggest flaw. Is that sometimes you get too in your head. And you get too much like, I'm the best. I can't make any mistakes. I'm fucking Jesse. You know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, actually, that's not very nice. You can be negligent of people's feelings, for sure. I don't know how to... You've made me cry. I don't know how to react to people's feelings sometimes because I am very... I'm very straightforward with my feelings. I'm just like, all right, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. I don't know how to... When you tell me you're sad, I'm like, okay. I don't know how to... I don't know what to say to you. And that's that's helped me over time. Like, it's helped me in my growth and my development. You being very straightforward with me. It doesn't work for everybody else. Um, and I'm sure that you've hurt people, like, along the way. And you've me? lost friendships. Yeah. Me? Yeah. You sure did. I mean, not everybody appreciates honesty. No. I think it's more so, you also, you don't hold yourself responsible for the way that other people feel about you, which I think is a really good trait, too, which helps your confidence. Um, like, you're like, they don't like me, who fucking cares? Yeah, and does this not just equate back to you not caring what people think about you, regardless of... Yeah, they are or where they stand. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, so obviously there's certain people that I do care what they think. But right. like, I would say like 96% of people, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. what, 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 what's their opinion really going to do? Honestly, like, what is I, anybody's opinion going to do? I think it was a less backward way to weed out people that aren't going to stick around in your life forever because everybody else plays a game of covering up feelings and making sure nobody feels bad and then you find out something behind their back and it turns into this whole fight and like you've just saved somebody what two years of time yeah (laughs) just use the opposite of a male manipulator yeah (laughs) you can sit right through them (laughs) but like i'm I'm here for i'm here to tell you the truth show you what i got right now here it is i'm like a trench coat open it up this is what it it is I think also uh, parenthood will soften you a little bit. I know that you don't think it will. I think it will definitely impact you and change you a lot in the way that you approach women and feelings in general. I think that especially being a girl dad, and this is something that you're just going to learn with age. Nobody's perfect. Like Jesse isn't perfect. He fucks Lies. up a lot. Um, Lies. But like, I, I think that you've had a lot of big events in the past couple of years and I think each one happened at the right time for the right reason. And I think that especially, you know, being a future dad, only being a future girl dad is going to make you a lot softer. And I think that that is your time to learn to be more empathetic, like especially for women. Um, I think that it's going to soften you a little bit and you'll be more gentle. And you are won't you, good, be are you saying this little girl is going to run my whole life and I'm not going to yeah. be able to walk? sleep eat without like consoling her and yes that's what parenthood is jesse you're gonna love it oh we were talking about it i can't wait for you to be a dad especially Mm -hmm. a girl dad as soon as we found out that you were having a girl we were so excited (laughs) i can just hear you cackling now (laughs) (laughs) jesse's gonna care about people's feelings (laughs) (laughs) but it's really interesting because i definitely like from my point of view it's going to change you you're going I'm gonna, to... So I'm going to go from caring from, like, one person to, like, two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but one of them is going to be, like, that's going to be, like, a bond. 
With yeah, like, okay, oh, yeah, I care about her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, I care about my daughter. I oh, like, oh, God. <laughs> I do have feelings, guys. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of them when you have... I do have feelings. You like, have feelings, you're just direct about them. Yeah, that's all it is. It's <laughs> gonna, you're not going to be so direct, and you're going to be way more gentle. Well, and you're going to be way... I don't know. You know what you're going to have? This is going to be so crazy. You're going to have a little something called empathy. <laughs> empathy. <laughs> you're going to learn, and you're going to gain empathy, and I'm very excited to see it. I do have empathy for some certain things. Not everything. Because I do believe you... I got. I saw this on the show. You, you make your own luck. You 100% you make your own luck. If you want to do something, you can do it. Okay, Rob Deerdeck. Jeez. Oh, God. Don't equate me to him. <laughs> short little bastard. That's his thing. That's a short guy energy. That right? That's a short guy phrase. Make your own luck. <laughs> They're just mad they couldn't make their own height. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. You're not that tall. What are you, 5'10"? Whoa! Come on, I'm a 5'9 girl right now. Uh, Lincoln's taller than you are. Am I? I think you are. I think you are. Oh, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. <laughs> like, this is her fault. <laughs> My bad. I think we talked about what you wanted to talk about. I don't know. I'm just I, here. I'm just yeah, here. Yeah, you just. Things. I'm just happy you're here. I never uh, thought I he would actually be here. Yeah, he I, said. Uh, I really liked your perspective because I think it was what a lot of people try to convey without sounding so terrible. I'm here to sound terrible for everybody. Because um, you, you should have done a better job at sounding terrible because <laughs> it made sense to me. You. T- that's what I told you. I said like he has really good opinions. He just voices them awful sometimes. But I feel like he really tried. I just. Um. I feel like people will find a reason to feel dismissed, regardless of what you say. No, 100%, because everybody has is entitled to something, I guess, but Mm -hmm. no one's entitled to anything. You're not deserving of anything. No one gets anything for free. Mm -hmm. Just stop trying so hard to be this person, be seen, Mm -hmm. be heard, just live your life like you did before... The internet mm-hmm. made you feel like you everybody can be the top of the fucking world. Yeah. Because People have a codependency with attention. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> attention wow. is one of the deadliest things that this generation has just constructed. Just be yourself and stop. Like honestly, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Like just <laughs> like hang out with your friends quietly. Go outside and do your thing. Stop trying to be famous like you don't have to be you can be a regular person and have the best life ever you're talking to two white girls with a podcast yeah i know (laughs) yeah we we obviously went something out of it no but he told us he wouldn't go on our podcast until he thought it was good so he thinks our podcast is good good. he asked to be on here too he goes that this is how this happened we were at the bar and he goes ricky he was drunk (laughs) he goes he goes ricky he goes i don't want to tell you i want to be on your podcast but I want to be on your podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I think this was a really good discussion. Yeah, it was nice. It was do you different. feel like you gained anything from me being here? Honestly? Yeah, I always do. I that, That's why I keep you around. I This I, is why you keep me around. No, I only really... I'll call it in her back pocket. <laughs> I realized that um, a lot of my friendships, I wasn't gaining anything from and I was constantly giving. Um, <laughs> 
I we, <laughs> the whole time I've been waiting. The past like year or so, um, I've really focused on only maintaining relationships that go both ways. Um, so I feel like I gained something from your friendship, and then I also feel like you gained things from my friendship as well, even if it's just like a bag of giggles, you know. Now let me ask you this. Do you feel like you need to gain something from every friendship or relationship you have with anybody? Um, I think that everything's a two-way street, yeah. I'm not going to waste my time, and this is, like, selfish of me to say, and people are like, people go, oh, well, you shouldn't have to gain something from being friends with something, someone. And I'm like, even if all I gain is, um, like, comfort, entertainment, laughs, communication. That's enough to keep that's friendship? Enough. That's enough. But I've had so many fucking friendships in my life where I was giving and giving and giving and I was never receiving anything back. And it's not even just like, it's not even like, you know, I'm not talking gifts. I'm not talking validation. I'm talking this conversation was meaningful for me and I gained something from this. I want to learn things from my friends. I want to communicate with my friends. And yeah, I have friends that I'm just silly with and I laugh with, but you have to gain something and you have to give in every relationship. That's the whole point, you know? And I've had so many friendships where people just leech the fuck off of me hard and sucked me dry because I'm a naturally giving person. I enjoy it. I don't do it to keep somebody in my life. I do it because I want to. I do nice things for people because that's what you do. Like, that's, that's what you're... Be a good human. Um, and then nobody was ever doing that for me. Have you found a limit to where to stop? Yeah, because definitely. Because I feel like people get into relationships like that, especially with like significant others, where they're just giving and getting taken from all the time and not yeah. getting something or even the slightest bit back to actually make them happy, but they don't know how to convey that or get out. And yeah. I feel like that's a big problem too. I'll, and I'll do an example where I limit myself. Um, like an example, just one, is emotional support. So if I provide emotional support and comfort for somebody um, and they don't improve themselves or take it and do anything with it, and they just keep doing the same stupid shit that they've been doing the entire time when I'm like telling them like, hey, like maybe like don't do that. Um, then that's when I start to like back away because I'm like what I am giving them like my energy, um, like I'm providing them emotional support. I'm providing friendship. I'm, even if we just like go get a beer and take our minds off things, if they're still repeating the same cycle over and over and they're not taking my advice or if when I'm down, they're MIA, they don't do the same for me. Like, hey, I'm not feeling super great. Do you like want to come over and talk? And they just like don't. Or if they don't respond or if they have a really short response, then yeah, that's when I stop. When it, usually when it's not reciprocated or when, it, when it's if it's not reciprocated or not appreciated, I'm like, but I never learned how to do that probably. Till like past like year or so, I think it's when I and it, it, don't feel bad because that's when you learn to do it. There's no timeline or timetable for anything. I feel like that's a big problem too. People think they need to be doing things by a certain point in their life, or I need to have this, this, and this by then. You don't. Oh yeah, Jesse's old now. Yeah, I'm about to be 31 this month. God, I'm gonna old. be 27. Yeah, old. you're so old, Ricky. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm about to be 31 and like having. A kid just bought a house, like you don't. I always thought I would thrive in my thirties. I think you, you might be, but you might be like Jen Aniston and like thrive in your forties and fifties. Like, go I'm ahead. actually that's the most inspirational thing. I've yeah, ever it heard. really is. <laughs> this honestly, is, this is weird. I'm very much looking forward to being thirty. For some reason, twenty-seven sounds older than thirty to me. Like, 
I feel very old being 27. I think I'm going to thrive in my 30s, too. Mm -hmm. Everybody who I ask who's older always said that the 30s was the best time in their life. You you get a step. When you really start to... You learn who you are in your 20s. Mm-hmm. I'll say that you do learn who you are, and then like you use it and put it to work in your thirties. Yeah, because I I know what I I found out what I'm good at, what I can do. I can use my personality to meet people, gain things, network, and then all right, now let's make let's make stuff happen. If yeah. I I don't want to say like I, but you kind of have a thing. You can call somebody and like I hey, I know you're good at this. You learn that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can help me out. Then you just learn things. Yeah. You need more knowledge. Everybody needs more knowledge all the time. Agreed. Oh, I missed you. We haven't had a conversation like this in a long time. I miss this. He's been busy. I'm pissed about it. I know you're, like, starting a family and stuff and, like, buying a house and, like, being yeah, an adult. People are, people are about to be mad because yeah. I'm, like, not out and doing things with them. I know. Like, he just... won't get blacked out with me tonight. I'm sad because it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday. I can't just be getting blacked out on Tuesdays anymore as much as I would love to. <laughs> we used to, my birthday get together is, we're going roller skating and it's on Thursday. And he goes, why the fuck? What? He's like, what are you doing on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do things on the weekend. Like, <laughs> Okay, well. Are you guys going to come to the housewarming party? Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to burn the house down at the housewarming party, actually. Uh, with the I, piano. I wouldn't expect anything less, honestly. <laughs> yeah, piano. yeah. I mean, the first and only house party you had was pretty fun, too. Oh, at, the apart- at my apartment, though. You got banned from having parties. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they were trying to evict me. <laughs> <laughs> Just like your one party ever, um, and... Almost lost his housing. <laughs> I fought my friend in the front yard. Oops. And in the backyard. <laughs> there oh was two God. different fights. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Do you have any final thoughts, Jesse? Um, follow me on Instagram. Chocolate. Oh, yeah. At Jankskate with an eight. No, that's wrong now. Yeah. Is it chocolate peanut butter success? Chocolate <laughs> underscore peanut butter underscore success. What's the hell is Ohio handle? Is it just uh, Just hell is Ohio. Buy our t-shirts. Buy our stuff. If you like skateboards, all my next skateboards. I have a, I did not get a t-shirt. Oh, no, I did. I did get a t-shirt, and I really like it. I'm weird about inverted crosses and stuff, but that no, doesn't No, we have other stuff coming out. We have new designs coming. I will buy everything I'm comfortable with wearing. That's fair. I can't ask you to do anything <laughs> else. I'm not making, I'm not making like, swimsuit onesies. <laughs> yeah, well... To wear out in, out in the town. Nightgowns. I think you should. Should if you make a moo I would fucking buy that shit. Moo-moo's and ball gowns. Do you have any t-shirt. idea there it is. how many 5X t-shirts I own? A lot. You like, know the cost on a 5X t-shirt is? Yeah, and I would pay it. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> keep, I'll keep that in mind, so <laughs> honestly. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Everybody say bye. Say bye-bye, Jesse. Bye-bye, Jesse. Say bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye, Jesse. <laughs>